All right. All right. Check one. Check two. Check eight. Check 24. Check out the door. Do you want some more? It's the Cannabis Coffee With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming back with another episode, episode 227, Car, which was a great television show in the, I think it was the 80s and 90s, uh, 227. But episode 227 of the Cannabis Coffee Show. That's this show. I'm your host. I'm Rob Cantrell. I got a fat cup of coffee. Um, I had one, you know, I had a little bit of uh, cannabis before the show. Um, I've been slowing down. I haven't been smoking that hardcore. I just did it for the show, just a quick one hitter. Um, But um, on the most part, this week has been non-cannabis, which I have liked. Um, I just, I like the deal how everything's kind of getting normalized with cannabis and almost the oversaturation, which should have, I mean, it's been held back for so long. So everybody's going bonkers and nuts. Um, but now, I mean, this is just like the New York vibe. Now the New York vibe is like, it is so much everywhere. So you're never really fiending that hard. Like it's always, uh, can get it kind of, that's the whole thing about the black market and the, in the, uh, legal market here in New York. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a dance. And, uh, the wild thing is, is like Brooklyn still doesn't have a, um, government legal, uh, dispensary yet, which is odd. But as you know, a roaster myself, I hate using the term stoner. I'm not, I hate using terms in general. Um, I like putting a name to this podcast um but you know i'm not you know some days we're going to talk about cannabis some days we're not sometimes we're going to just talk about uh the the um the show 227 (laughs) and we're going to talk about television we're going to talk about music uh that's the only thing about going into the cannabis lane sometimes it gets lame in sense that it's just all talking about cannabis which is fun and i do naturally lead that way um, because I do enjoy it and it is a sacred plant. And I do think, well, actually, I don't want to get deep, like sacred. I, you know, I just think it, it works for me. Um, and I don't want to preach it on you, but you, you know, that's what this podcast is all about. The cannabis coffee hour. And I love coffee too. I'm kind of in a funky mood because <laughs> I got sunburned on my lip, like, it was, it's been the most painful, like, healing of a skin. I know the last couple of weeks I've been talking, uh, you know, some painful stuff, but I guess physically it's been, but I always try to remind myself, like, it's not that big of a deal. You know, the older I've gotten, like, some of these, like, little things that, you know, if I was 19, I'd be bitching about nonstop. But with, you know, and when you look around, um, and you see the suffering of a lot of different people and, you know, even if you got a sunburn, but this thing, I'm not to complain, but it like bubbled up to be like really big. Like I had a dip in my mouth and, and then, you know, your lips, I've always had kind of chapped lips. I don't know if everybody's like that, but you know, it's just, um, the lip stuff is very important in my life, whether it's Burt Beeswax, which is one of my favorites, um, Carmex, remember when that whole thing went around that Carmex is uh, addictive to you? Like some of those things, you know, I don't know. That's why I like Burt's Beeswax. I know it's au natural. Any of the hippy dippy stuff, um, Burt's Beeswax definitely got some cannabis in it. Even if they don't, even if they don't say it, the guy that was making it was smoking some weed and it probably blew it into the Burt's Beeswax and it gets right because it just has a certain vibe kombucha the same thing but yeah i'm I'm my balance is kind of funky um because of this lip and it's like one of those annoying things that like my mouth is always like wet so it you know you need like 
for things to heal, it needs to be like dry. So it's this over, over process. And I was just talking to somebody and I realized that like she can't see it. But then I licked my lip and I ripped this <laughs> scab and I started bleeding and I'm like, fuck. And I walk out, like, luckily the conversation had ended, but I'm still not sure because I walked out and I put my hand up to my uh, mouth and it was like a blood thing. And I was like, shit. Um, so not to make this podcast about that, let's go back to uh, 227, uh, which was a great like sitcom show. I actually was like, oh, we're doing a, sitcom, uh, a, a 227 episode. We got to talk about the show. Uh, so I wikipedia it. I have some uh, coffee here. I'm still working on my uh, Kirkland's, <laughs> my fat bag of Kirkland's. I just got a fat bag of Kirkland's. Uh, no air conditioning. You know, I don't rock air conditioning, but I don't turn on the fan for the podcast. So, you know, I'm just going to sweat it out for this episode and drink some afternoon coffee. But I have like, I have been just getting a lot of, less, lot of stuff done. My writing discipline is with the weed, like cutting down on the weed a little bit. Like I just had this, you know, I had a script that I had to like, it's just a big thing, man. And then you write it and then you got to rewrite it and then you got to re um, read it. And then you got to, you know, I'm like on the third or fourth time going into, but the only thing is the more you do something, the better it gets. Like the more I work at it, I have to say the last few times, like going back and doing a rewrite has been more enjoyable because it's already a thing. The hardest part is just getting it out, uh, especially for me. Like I know I'm good at writing and I could do it, but it's just sitting there and actually quieting your mind enough. That's what I'm trying to do and to focus. And man, it was a lot easier in high school when I didn't have fucking internet. <laughs> Internet ruins everything, man, except for the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. But uh, but I've noticed and I've become, with meditating, I've become more aware of my mind and how it might wander. Um, I've, I've been putting times on like, okay, I'm just going to write for like a half an hour on this, like the rewrite. I don't have that much time. I got to knock out this other thing. I don't want to get lost in it. And then, like, reading it again, like, the next couple days, that's been fun. Um, that's what I've noticed with rewrites. It's not as painful. It's still, it's still work. Like, I still get tired. Anything creative, you think, like, oh, I want to be a rock star. I want to be a comedian. I want to do a podcast. Like, creative energy is an awesome... That's what I love about doing this podcast. I love doing this podcast. But, it, there, you know, everybody's just like, oh, yeah, you, all you do is just sit there and talk but at the same time you know it's a it's a creative thing and like i'm trying to uh whether if i have a guest i do have guests lined up i got a dude i got some great news i got a, a great producer signing on board um uh, we'll just call him timmy uh we'll call him timmy right now i don't want to blow up his spot too much but he's in the trenches and he's uh on board to find sponsors and uh he's been locating a travel equipment for me um so i don't have to have like a full team every time i do like a big episode like i learned on you know i've learned from all these mistakes on this podcast so i love all you guys sticking with me grab a cup of coffee we're gonna be talking about cannabis we're gonna be talking about beats we're gonna be talking about 227 oh i am doing a show tomorrow night i've been doing a lot of stand-up you can check me out at robcantrell.com but uh, I'm going to be in New Jersey tomorrow, in Jersey City, at this place called Corgi Spirits. I think it's like in the back of a wine shop. But uh, it's a good show. Um, and the thing about Jersey City is that's where a lot of young people have been moving to. Like That's like a lot of the 20-somethings. Everything's getting so blown out that there is like this cool artist. I know there's a lot of great stand-up shows over there, and I know a bunch of stand-ups that are great that live there. Um, and it's super easy to get to. So I'm doing that tomorrow. I'm excited about that. I did a show on Tuesday um, in the Lower East Side at the 1-in-1. One -one. Shout out to the UGG crew. 
Um, they do a show down there. It's uh, in the Lower East Side, one in one. They have a Friday and Saturday night, and it's uh, pretty wild. And it definitely has that old school LES Lower East Side freak artist vibe. And the guy that runs it, shout out to Todd Monastay, uh, always puts me up. Is always cool about like just giving me spots whenever I don't like if I need to work out material. And that's what I've been doing. I'm trying to put together a one-man show project. And uh, so I'm using kind of like all these art rooms and and really pushing uh, myself to be more creative on stage and kind of go into a new direction. I've been doing stand-up since 1999. So um, it's great to mix shit up, man. And it's great to let things unfold. That's what I'm, you know, learning. That's the kind of shit I'm on right now. Um, but yeah, the... The 227 TV series. 227 is an American sitcom television series that was originally aired on NBC in 1985. That's what I thought. It stars Marla Gibbs. And she and Marla Gibbs was a part of the Jeffersons, which, which was a big show in the 70s and early 80s. This is kind of like the mid-80s. So she got a lot of work on that and killed it. I mean... That's when, like, TV shows, if you were on, like, The Jeffersons or The Facts of Life or uh, Different Strokes, these were, like, huge, they were almost like your 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 couch in your living room, like, compared to, like, media now. Like, we're all addicted to media in some sense. Like, I mean, it's cool, like, YouTube and instagram like i'm always on there but i'm trying to like back off i killed my twitter um but at the same time like i've always said with this podcast i don't want to go heavy political politics because i don't know everything but i do know that i'm kind of down for the uh for the artist and the in the freak and the weirdo and i'm not down with kind of dick mode like republican is just hardcore dick mode which is cool sometimes you gotta go dick mode but to apply it to uh overall politics in general but you know i'm trying to keep my mind open because i just think there's so much tension and split in the country that i'm trying to move into you know as i say like the power of now living in the moment and accepting people and the situation for what it is and not bringing all the baggage from everywhere else into that one moment. But if somebody's being a dick, they're being a dick and uh, you got to call them out on it or uh, you can ignore it. And uh, yeah, I'm just talking about like media and stuff like that. Like there's so much toxic media out there. And then even the stuff that you think is good, like you're still like, you're still not keeping yourself open completely to the moment. Unless you're really sitting down to watch it and enjoy it. I just know with like trying to write this script, I end up getting on the internet and then I like, I got to spell this thing. I got to look up this thing. And then I'm going down, you know, a 227 uh, TVC, TV series rabbit hole. And, uh, but this was what's interesting about 227 that, the series was adopted uh, from a play written in 1978 by Christine um, Houston about the lives of women in predominantly black apartment building in the 1950s Chicago. But the new one is in Washington, D.C. And I, that's why I think um, that it related to me because I grew up in Washington, D.C. until I was 10 and then we moved down south to Southern Virginia. And then I moved back when I was 16, 17. And then I lived there till I was about 27, 26. So, yeah, a lot of... I, I When I see D.C., but I haven't been back that much. I think during the pandemic, I went down like three times. No, I did... January, I went down. And I did a show at the Arlington Draft House down there. I got to headline. But it was one night, and I was just in and out. Like, I've never dipped that hard. No, it was two nights. It was one night a show. One, one show. It was two nights. Yeah, I was down there two nights. But I, like, drove down there, so I was tired the first night. And then the second night, 
Um, I do remember I had some legal... That's like, I think the first time I went to the housing works and I grabbed some spliffs. Um, And I don't get high for the ride or anything, but after a long drive, smoking a little bit of herb, there's nothing... It's just like the best, like, come down, work down. Because a long drive, that's a lot of focus too, man. When you got to drive like five or seven hours... Some people smoke cigarettes, some people dip, some people smoke weed. Like I've been, I've done all those things, <laughs> but not in the last 10 years. Not, you know, not since I've been grown, grown. Um, I tried to cut that out. Um, yeah, driving while high, while high isn't the best thing. Um, it's not recommended and shouldn't be done at all. As we get legal... You got to have that kind of, I don't know, I can't tell you what to do. But for me, that's kind of like the, for the today going forward, I try to, uh, yeah, never like smoke and drive. Like it's just too much. These And the weed's too powerful and, you know, drive in, at my age, is just, uh, you know, driving, you just need full focus. They're fucking such heavy machines and you're flying around. But after... After a long while, dude, just to like to have one of those dog walkers, just to have a nice good spliff. Ah, oh, forget about it, kid. You made it. Yeah, like driving's intense, man. That's like driving the Millennial Falcon out there these days. Like these highways are like there's so many cars. I just think there's so many more cars. And you know, I'm in the major city, so I'm always dealing with that shit. But coming in and out, you know, I took the subway into the LES and I have to say what's good about the subway, like I don't even have AC at home, you know, I'm kind of anti-AC, but I sleep better that way. I don't like having the windows all shut. I like having full real air, but on the subway, the AC hits when you get one of the cars where the AC just hits hard. I love that shit, especially like when it's super hot outside and then you're like, oh man, I got to keep it moving. And oh, I shouldn't have worn jeans. And then you run down to the subway and you get into an ice cold metal car, a subway car, man, that is a trip. And then nowadays we have such good beats. Um, you put on your, you know, you put on your Spotify download super playlist People, I see people on the uh, subway like playing games and watching movies and shit. Man, it was not like that. I st- even in the flip phone days, you're still like, your eye was on the swivel. But you have to watch that shit. Like, even now, like, I don't walk around on the street in the city with like music blaring in my ears. And I used to back in the day, but no, you got to be more aware and conscious. You know, it just shit pops off in New York constantly that's why it's not that's why it's like the best weed town and the worst weed town uh the worst because it's just like it's always moving you gotta hustle constantly and sometimes you know weed wants you to lay down in the grass and uh pet the earth which i love doing and which you should do new york does need the world needs more weed um and it's getting it that's the cool thing um and it's figuring it out but there is like there in the Wall Street Journal there there was an article that I was reading that was um about depression and suicide rates and because you know I do you know I don't want I'm not medical or anything but if you do if you are feeling like super anxiety or having super negative thoughts um you know sometimes cannabis isn't the best best um and it's good to like pull back a little bit um, but it, yeah, it was on mental health, which has always been a debate. And you see more mental health problems going on right now. So that's kind of the thing. But I'm not sure if it's the cannabis or the underlining, you know, just how the system's set up and how hard life is. You know, that's kind of the, the thing. Is At the end of the day, that's why you got to always end up being nice. Because what I've noticed is even the people that have it made like life is hard like life life is just hard but it's also awesome and there's always something that you got to deal with but thank god there's cannabis and coffee um 
I'm a coffee snob. I did I did have the Kirkland's medium roast. I'm all about the medium roast. Um, I got this like five pound bag at Costco, and I got it like a month ago. But I got some good. My producer Tim is uh, is uh, is lining stuff up. Coffee, cannabis. He's promising a lot of uh, good things and sponsors. So I'm getting the team together. So I'll have a, a little bit more coffee. But I also got my cousin. Um, my, uh, brother-in-law, Kevin out there sending me brilliant coffee. It's weird. Like that's the thing about coffee and cannabis. It always runs out, <laughs> but I'm getting to a point. I think this is the best age for coffee and cannabis. Um, because I know when to pull back on coffee and I know when I need it. And sometimes you do need it. And then I also know when to pull back with cannabis but sometimes you need it, and uh, thank God it's there. But back to the 227, the TV series, uh, because I thought this was wild. So, you know, it, she played the maid on the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons, moving on up to the sky, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. We're moving on up. Uh, great, great soundtrack theme song. This was all like this dude, um, this one super producer, like produced all these sitcoms, Norman Lear. Um, but the Jeffersons also, what the connection is, also is J.J. Walker, the guy that did, said Dynamite, J.J. Walker, right? And uh, he was a stand-up comic. And I knew this, and I see him around still. He's 76 years old, and he's still doing shows, but I can't tell you how big this stand-up, I mean, this, the Jeffersons was, like, huge. Um, moving on up, opening theme, um, produced, performed by Janet Dubrose. Whoa. Known professionally as Janet Dubrose was an American actress and singer, best known for a betrayal of Winola Woods, the neighborhood gossip maven, and friends of Evan's family. Oh, so on Good Times. So she was on Good Times, but she sang the opening theme of the Jeffersons. Like, I never knew that. But when you're in show business or doing creative shit, like a lot of like the actors are painters, and a lot of the painters are in a band, and a lot of the stand-ups... Uh, our film people, you know, it's all kind of, once you start dancing in that, in musicians, you know, once you start dancing in those realms, they do link together. Um, and that's what I'm right now, I guess my big links are, I love podcasts. I always envisioned like a, uh, having a radio show of, or some type, but radio shows were also kind of corny and doing it like every day, that's kind of brutal. Like I would do it if they paid me a lot of money, but I like this one hour. You guys don't get too burned out on me. Um, and it's something fresh and new and ready to rock and roll every week. And when you're having cannabis and coffee, you know, it's just like a special treat. I'm trying to dodge the side of this mouth with this, like, <laughs> with my sunburned lip. Like, it's so funny, man. I guess I was, it, the sun must have just got in one of those cracks, man. One of those cracks was open, and I was just hanging out, and the fucking sun just went, Kah! and just bubbled it up, man. And it was, like, numb for, like, two weeks. But I couldn't complain about it, because it's, Compared to the big picture, like it wasn't, it was like one of those things that's not stopping you to go out and do stuff and be in the world and work, but it was also like always kind of there. But it's all, it now I love how the body heals. Like that's a trippy thing is, uh, it how it's healing, like it's gets better every day. And of course, there's scabs and then they rip off and then, but eventually, but eventually. It comes back to a healed thing. How trippy is that, man? How the body does that. Or like when you're so sick and then you're going, oh, I don't know how I even got, and then you go, mm -hmm. 
you know, if you did like, you know, a time lapse and made it like that, you just see it go. Mm-hmm. I love time lapse. I love growing plants time lapse. And then when they go back down, like that is the circle of life sped up. You're actually seeing life move like the magical part of it. Like when you're just sitting there looking at the plant, you're like, oh, this motherfucker is just a plant. But then when you do a time lapse, you're like, oh my God, it's growing and turning into things and changing and evolving and like that. That's the shit right there, man. Um, So this lip, it's healing, it's gone down, but it's still like, it's in that weird area where it's always wet. Um, But I was going to talk about J.J. Walker um, um, was actually on the show Good Times. I got that, I got, I got my, my big 80s, 70s Norman Lear um, sitcoms mixed up a little bit, but, because uh, I was, uh, I was always fascinated by J.J. Walker's career because he was a stand-up comic, and I just read about him. Um, and he got he got he started in radio and then he went to um, and then he was started as a stand-up comic in 1974. Wow, man. Stand-up comedy's been around forever. Uh, and that's I mean, Boy Chappelle days, it goes to 40s, 50s. I mean, we could do we could do a whole like uh, history of uh, stand-up comedy episode. Maybe I will. I'll have my buddy um, Harmon Leon that does a history. I was on his podcast. If you want to hear me talk about Last Comic Standing, I did a whole podcast with him about it um, that's out there. It's called uh, Comedy History 101. But uh, yeah, so J.J. Walker, he's from Brooklyn, uh, raised in the Bronx, uh, went to Roosevelt High School in New York City. Uh, yeah, he was a stand-up, and then he booked Good Times, and then he did Roland Martin's Laugh-In. Laugh-In was like the big show in the Jack Parr show before Saturday Night Live. Like, he's even, like, his fame even predates Saturday Night Live, even. Um, no. Nah. Yeah, like, let's see when he blew up. He got a Golden Gold in 75 and 76, 74. Yeah, and SNL started in 75. Um, but yeah, he's got a website, Jimmy Walker, Dynamite. I see him at comedy clubs. Let's check out his tour schedule. Yeah, there he goes. He's up in Modesto. Uh, I've done gigs there. Uh, Redwood, California, the Coyote Valley casinos. I've done a lot of c- casinos He's doing a lot of casino gigs, which aren't the worst. Um, those are good gigs, actually. Like now, not all of them. Like I, like if I was at his age, I'd be psyched to have these gigs because they're good gigs and they put you up and the food is great and the crowds, you know, crowds are you know kind of mainstreamy, touristy. But that's what you're gonna get if you're just doing stand up in the city anyway. If you're a professional, I'm sure it's great. They pay them well. That's the other thing about casinos is that you have an entertainment budget. So it's not fully on the door. It's kind of all paid for. So, you know, you you know the money's good and it's big, bigger than usual. Um, And it's not like on ticket sales. But at the same time, you got to sell tickets. No matter where you're at, whether it's an art deco place or it's it's a theater or if it's a funny buttons, it all comes down to selling tickets. But the one thing is, I know that this uh, podcast is doing real well right now. It, I mean, it's growing. I got a producer. We got some sponsors coming in. Um, so, yeah. And I got some great episodes uh, coming up because now I got this good equipment that I can get out and uh, do a little bit more. Like I said, I've always wanted to be kind of an Anthony Bourdain travel cannabis coffee but me, just me being me and talking to uh, people out there, I wasn't going to say motherfuckers. I do like saying the word motherfucker. Um, I've said it in my cannabis coffee uh, 
Coffee and Weed song, one of the first lines is, uh, what is it, free Wi-Fi at the coffee shop, shit, motherfucker, it never, ever stops. Uh, yeah, I've always, I've always, I've always liked cursing, and I do find it bad. When I see kids curse, or I hear it, like, but I don't know, there's something about it, like, not all the time, I think I'm just getting older and, uh, bolder, but, um, but with doing stand up, I always, I always, the, there's something about cursing that's like, um, you know, I, I, there's a time and a place, but it kind of cuts the chase and it shows emotion. Like, I'm not even listening to the words, it's more about the emotion, it's more about the energy. It's always about the benefit, about the energy. Whether you're saying something good or saying something bad, it could be said in so many different ways. But if it comes with the good energy, um, I think you're safe. It's when people are getting canceled when it comes with, to the bad energy. But I don't know. I don't want to make a podcast about cancel culture. But I was like sitting there singing, uh, uh, moving on up. And I was like, oh, no, this could be problematic. I got to pull back a little bit. <laughs> but it's just that I'm fucking a Gen X to the core. And I was raised up on all those 80s shows. So uh, I don't know. Life's evolving. Like I said, I'm not in the judge lane, and I'm not into... But at the same time, I just don't want to absorb bullshit. Like, I just remember Del the Funky Hope Mississippi, and I said this a few times. Like, he was talking about rapping, and he said, if you if you rap about grimy-ass shit, you're going to get, like, grimy-ass fans. Um, but if you rap positive shit, you're going to get cool fans. And I have to say that, you know, there is something in that. Whether it's a restaurant... Whether it's a uh, bar, whether, you know, there's just vibes. You can just tell if a place has good vibes. A except, you know, but some people have different reads because everybody's got different vibrations. There's so many vibrations out there. And it's infinite. It goes on and on and on. Unlike the human body and this burnt-ass lip. <laughs> but it's healing itself which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, I, I'm performing. I think I told you. I'm also doing a show with Joe Para in August, which should be a lot of fun, at the Bell House in Brooklyn. So if you want to see me in Jersey City, I'll be there. If you want to see me in um, Brooklyn, I'll be there. Um, August 8th, I'm going to be at the Bell House. It's Joe Perez, uh, like, he's doing a monthly or a weekly show there, actually. Wild. Um, he has a great fan base. I got to tour with Joe. I loved his fans. And, uh, and I, yeah, he just blows me away. His vibe is the best. Um, and then Corgi Spirits, that should be fun. Um, this... That should be, I know the cat that runs it, that place is, uh, it's going to be a fun kind of punk rock, cool show. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of, you know, I still go back to the dead lately. Um, but at the same time, what was that? Like, I, I listened to it on Sirius Satellite. Like, the, the dead channel is like that and uh, Rock the Bells are like my two joints. And then I listened to a little bit of Stern. And that's about it. But, uh, yeah, the dead just keep coming back. And, like, today I even heard a song I'd never heard before, and it was great. It was, like, you know, kind of acoustic, spacey, you know, kind of, I don't know. They have this, like, American music, guitar music, because uh, Jerry Garcia came from the whole folk era. Like his 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 musical ride is fascinating, but to him to worship like or just to be fascinated like, I'm trying to let go of any type of uh, idolism, you know. Um, because you have to make moves on yourself, and sometimes if you're just um, looking at something else too much, the influence is a little too heavy, but. You can be inspired, and those dudes are inspired, and you know, just the vibes are good um, when you're in the mood for it. Uh, speaking of good vibes, Mike Doty, 
uh, he has a great Mike Doty was the lead singer of Soul Coughing, and he actually did this podcast. That was one of the trippier moments in my life because I used to listen to Soul Coughing like there was one year that I like pumped those CDs like nonstop. And uh, and then I ended up doing a comedy show with the lead singer, and I'm like, holy shit! And then we became friends. And then during the pandemic, and he doesn't even smoke weed; like he went all the way. To, he was like a heroin dude. Like uh, those guys got really big, like right after Nirvana, and he was on like some hip hop electronic electronic beats, organic. It was pure like Brooklyn fucking artist weirdo um, hip hop. Um, alt-rock type of shit and uh it hit hard but then he they broke up with the band he had a whole heroin thing he wrote a book but i got to get to know him and we're good friends like uh online and then when he moved away he moved to tennessee but you can listen to that podcast go back and listen to the mike Doty podcast but he was deep in the pandemic and he was like one of the first like higher end like celebrity cats that i reached out to that said yes but what i was saying is like his uh instagram is dope man he literally just sits around making beats and music all day i know he does a patreon of like new music constantly so he kind of has like a rabid fan base uh support mike doty all day sign up to his patreon listen to his beats um he's got a i mean his instagram like just some of the bass grooves are sick some of the some of the he has all these beat machines he's always tinkering around um i've been playing my guitar more and more but i'm trying to learn bar chords and like uh what i'm learning is i always i kind of learned with like my first three fingers and so if you're going to do bar chords you kind of need your last three fingers so i've been playing everything with like my pinky my other finger and then my middle finger so i have like the ability to rock some bar chords and um it's a change you know i now i'm playing everything worse (laughs) but i like doing it more as a mental thing um i do want to do more i've been med i did i've been meditation has been really clicking and going good for me like i could sit and do 20 minutes straight without anything fairly easy like i used to like really worm out towards the end and now i'm just like you know and that's just clearing all the thoughts out of your brain because those thoughts i mean thinking is good for the moment but like kind of just letting go and feeling with your body is kind of what you should be doing all day and like being a part of nature being a part of this planet um and if you feel the good vibes i don't know what's going on out there like I, even last night i think there was more smoke from canada but i don't know it may be just hot it's also like 98 degrees and when this and when it pumps into this city man it's just straight up concrete and it just fucking swelters. As soon as you get out there, you're like, whoa, maybe I should go back in. Maybe I should be hanging out underneath a tree with a coconut juice, man. Uh, wiping my brow. Wiping my brow with a coconut water. Um, that would make a good song. Might have to write that down for my next album. If you want to listen to me doing some um, hip-hop interpretation. I, I can't say I do hip-hop. I can say I could... What I've always done is I do Rob Cantrell music, uh, which is uh, uh, caffeinated dope rhymes, which is definitely, you know, the thing about hip hop is it is rapping is poetry. And and what what is poetry? It's playing with fucking words uh, and to make them sound musical or artistic or, you know, kind of tantalizing to the mind and senses. And especially with rap, I see it as kind of almost a percussion instrument in some ways with the voice. And poetry is in the same way as like, it's a little bit different. You're playing with the words and more of a like thinky feel thing going on. But I do dig good poetry. On the subway, they've been putting up all these good poems. I think they're of new, and I always read them and I always enjoy them. Um, I, yeah. 
I'm, I don't know. I can't sit here and talk about poetry with you, but I do respect it. I'll say that. Same thing with classical music. Like I said, I went through the park and this symphony was going buck wild. And uh, I sat there and, and just absorbed it, man. It was just like something to be in awe of, like all those mu musicians in sync and how much training each of them must have been going through. And then the, the conductor just being all coked out and wild and so intense and yelling, da -da -da -da, da -da -da -da, you know, just going at it. You know, art is great to absorb. You know, and I, it's weird because sometimes I blow it off and I'm like, I gotta make money. I gotta fucking do this. I gotta, but you know, it, it, I guess it's inspiring and it shows you like just making something out of nothing. That's always the dopest shit. And that's always the most, uh, original shit when it comes from that nothing source. And you know what I'm talking about coming from that blank, coming from that unknown, uh, that's the thing I, with this chat GPTX or all this AI technology like everybody's worried about. Um, I told you about the show that I went to where it was like an AI freestyle rap battle. They had like this female girl rapper, like a real chick. And then they had the AI machine as Jay-Z programmed to be Jay-Z. And the human being crushed the AI. Like, literally crushed it out of the water and that's when i knew that's when i knew i mean i'm i, I think AI's dangerous where i see ai being dangerous is the spam the spam has gotten much better because people are spent and then the ai in terms of the you know you go to the website and it has some bot talking to you and all that shit but all that stuff is like pre-programmed so it's all biting in terms of an 80s uh hip-hop rap battle um breakdance battle it's all biting it's all stealing it's all ai is is just stealing from the internet and um you know so it's no original thought no original essence that's where it's at is the original essence the original thought um but is any thought original is everything been said you know by somebody that's the thing that's the other thing that silence is so dope. Like lately, I've just been going through a lot of ups and downs. And, and, and with meditation, it's helped me like just relax and kind of not react as hardcore and just let things kind of heal itself. Like even like just letting go and letting it heal and working through it and see what pops up. And having faith, you know, that's kind of where my head's at. What would you like if I touch your faith, faith, faith? Now, yeah, that is George Michael. I will say, George Michael's songs are um, as poppy and cheesy as they are. Um, and I'm a super straight married dude. Uh, that is. Uh, that is, those are the jams. He just had some jams. That's all I'll say with that. Like in terms of what uh, I, I was trying to think, like a guilty pleasure uh, is uh, a good George Michael song. How many jams? Careless Whispers, and that's not. Wake Me Up Before I Go Go, I'll rock that. That's a good, I'll like that tune. One More Try. Like he was such a huge artist, like in the late 80s and 90s, and even it, I'm seeing. But he had a whole thing. I don't know how he died. He died in 2016. How crazy is that? This guy was on top of the world. This dude's his estimated sales was between 100 million and 125 million records worldwide. Um, wake me up before you go go. I'll, Last Christmas, that's a good jam. Uh, don't let the sun go down. That's a great. Freedom, that jam, that's a jam. Um, Freedom 90, that's a jam right there. That's had all the supermodels. That couldn't have been a bigger thing ever. Um, let's see. He has a lot of Christmas jams. Too funky. He has some funk jams. He's like a soul singer, soul pop uh, singer. Wham rap? What? I want to clap. This is what's the problem with the internet. 
Man, they got some Wham rap. They did it like Wham was like he had this dude that he would do songs. It was like kind of like uh, Hall of Notes and shit. Uh, his singing partner, but then he just broke off, and they must have had a they, you know these were like big ass record deals. These dudes, I want your sex. That was a that was a big jam. That's got a funky beat. Uh, yeah, that's not like something I'd pump like heavy, but it's got a good beat. Um, but I want to click on that. Michael, okay, here's The Guardian, Michael, uh, George Michael's 30 greatest songs ranked. Okay, let's see. I just want to see what their top three are. Um, let's see. Here. Okay, that's all the. They started from the, so you have to go down. Wham. Yeah, Freedom 90 is the number one. The other two, I don't even know. But Freedom 90... I mean, you can't. Um, that's a good jam. I think just like he had the best producers, and he knew what was good, and he had like a soul funk background, and they had these million dollar studios, and they have the very best producer. You know, just learning about that's what I love doing. My album, you could check it out on Spotify and iTunes, Caffeinated Dope Rhymes. Um, but you know, if you have that much money behind. And you have some talent, and they can super produce it, like, dude. But those days are kind of gone, or maybe I don't know. The weekend's up there. I gotta check out that show um, with the weekend on it, The Idol. I'm gonna check that out and talk about that on the next episode. Um, people have been to that. That's Righteous Gemstones. I want to get back into. I've seen a bunch of the new ones. I love. You know, I've always loved Danny McBride uh, from the get go. The funny thing is, I knew a dude that was exactly like that cat, and he had red hair. <laughs> uh, he literally was like a redhead, and he was he was my funniest friend, and he knows who he is if he ever listens to this podcast, uh, but everybody knows how funny this cat was. Um, out of my crew, I, out of my crew in, in early days high school, like I was funny. I wasn't the funniest... Like he was also, you know, obnoxious and like that's just not my style. I was I had a little bit smarter uh <laughs> subversive artistic style. But in terms of like that Virginia big loud dude type of shit, Danny McBride shit. That's why I kind of like all his stuff cuz it reminds me of some of the friends that I used to roll with. Um and he's just funny and he's into filmmaking. I like his whole crew. Like they try to make it, they, you know, they go for it. They go for it and they do it a little bit higher end on the humor thing. Like some of it's gooned out. They go for the funny, funny, super funny, you know, anything that, you know, I was eastbound and down. Like I will say like those Craig Robinson um, and uh, Will Ferrell and Danny McBride scenes are some of the best comedy I've ever seen. Uh, will it hold up? I don't know. When you watch shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, it's always funny. I have to say any of that stuff uh, I loved. Uh, Chappelle's show I loved. But now time just goes by so fast. Like, And comedy's tricky. Like Sometimes I watch stuff and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, oh. You know, and music the same way. I mean, we're all different, and consciousness is always changing uh, for whoever's doing the absorbing of the media. So things hit different. I'm not saying it hits bad or good or like again, I you know, even with you know comedy, I try not to idol. And now I've been doing it so long, you know, no idols. But I respect the older cats. I respect good cats. I respect the young cats. I respect everybody. It's hard as hell. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to build people up to the point where I can't get up and around it in terms of my own. Like, you want to be in competition with yourself. That's what I'm learning um, through my journey. Uh, and that's what I'm trying. Like, get the podcast a little bit better. Get my boy, Tim is on the production. Uh, he's hooking me up with some good stuff. I think we're going to get moving with that. We're going to get some more episodes out there in the universe, out in the field. Um, I definitely want to do something at Scorpion Records. So that's this place that I've performed with uh, at a few times. And they're, they are definitely funky, and I've talked to them. So we're going to do some like record shops. We're going to do some 
uh, coffee shops. We're going to do some more park episodes. We're going to get you know another studio, some more dispensaries. We can get it up there and out there. But I always love doing a solo cast. And if this is wavered or I talked anything weird, just re- realize that I'm trying to do 50 minutes. I just talked <laughs> for 50 minutes straight. Uh, and tried to keep it on board. I'm finishing the last bit of car. Oh, it's done. Uh, I, I always power through the coffee when I'm doing the podcast. Mm, that is good. But that's it, man. That's the episode 227. I love you. Peace and love all out and into the universe forever and ever. Be nice to your mom, your dog. Protect your neck. Wu-Tang forever. Uh, listen to classical music. Listen to jazz. Listen to the birds. I mean, the actual live birds that are out in the trees. I did that, uh, that on my gratitude list. Like I'm like, I'm, gra- I'm grateful for the, the birds tweeting outside. I, I, don't you, I like some people like, oh, fuck those birds. I like hearing that. Like, I'm just like, oh, life. All right, I'm out. Peace. Drop, 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 drop. Drop, drop, drop.